0: I'm not going to have this victim mentality. You be better. Yeah. You work your ass off. You show up to class every single day and you figure out what it takes to get straight A's or whatever. If you have a goal in life and you don't want to be the victim, then you got to work a little harder. Yeah. And I don't think that's anything about racism. I think that's just that's that's a, a mindset.
1: Welcome to the Darren Woodson show. Uh, So we've been doing this show now almost, almost two years. We got a a couple more months and and we'll hit the two year mark. Um, and, And I feel like we've, we've really, really focused on, on speaking life into people, being positive, taking a perspective as opposed to being pessimistic and, you know, the world is falling and all these things. We've really wanted to say, okay, Hey, look, let's look at it from a positive perspective, take whatever situation you're dealing with, spin it for your own benefit so that you can, you know, accomplish the things that you're capable of. Uh, and and so one of the things that I think we've all talked about that early on in the show, we shied away from, we were just a little bit like, ah, that's a, that's a hard topic. We're going through a pandemic, but also going through a, a ton of racial issues uh, that, that we just haven't, discussed um, and been really kind of, okay, you know, Darren's talked about his upbringing. He's talked about the challenges of the inner city. He's talked about a ton of things, but like having a real conversation about currently what is the situation and, and not necessarily just racism, but anytime we're talking about gender, anytime we're talking about socioeconomic levels, in any anytime that you are looking down upon an individual or a class because of something that they necessarily can't control, So the reason this this was sparked is, is this article that came out ESPN uh, last week about Robert Starver, the majority owner of the Phoenix suns. And in this article writes about uh, how he has a hostile workplace. There are um, racial insensitivities by using the N word uh, and, and talking down to people and, uh, Misogynistic, yeah. Apparently, he was events. passing around
2: a picture of his wife in a bikini and talking about oral sex and like just weird, just like yeah, weird Those accusations. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, in a, inappropriate deal. And yeah, let's let's be very clear. There's, there's there's not anything right now. We're not saying he's guilty. We're not saying this is what the article said and this is what the accusations are. Is that you know he just created a workplace uh, in the Phoenix Suns organization that people didn't feel safe, didn't feel like hey he respects me or yeah. you know he. Is uh, you know, he is encouraging the workplace. It was it was a really bad place. And he even said like in his interviews, is like, I'm paying you a lot of money to put up with my shit. Mm. And like he says that to people in interviews. Mm. Allegedly. And, and allegedly, 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 according to the article. And he's denied all these things. His attorneys have. Um, you know, the upper management for the sons have denied it. So there's it, it's, it's this weird deal. But regardless of that, right? That was just the catalyst for this conversation was, you know, let's Let's have this conversation about the current state of of race and gender in in our country. And I think specifically, we want to start with with the race. You know, we're three football players uh, that lived in an environment that there was rules and there was look. Hey, look, there's a line that you cannot cross, but it w- it was a different line I think than the general public uh, is. Held to a standard of mm-hmm. right because, and here's why: is is there's a level of trust in that locker room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you can say things to your brothers that you can't say to a stranger, right? There, and and same with your your close friend group. That okay, look, hey, I could I, I could say something to Darren, and he knows the heart behind who I am. Mm-hmm. But the challenge with these people, and, and, and I say these people, it's it's the people that have a low level of emotional intelligence and understand like, hey, I don't have a connection with you. I don't have a, a, a deep personal relationship where you truly know me, and, and now it can come off. You can mean it as a joke. You can mean it as being funny, but what it does is it tears somebody down. Right. And, and I want to, I want to be clear. I always take a stance like, listen, like I do feel like we are a very oversensitive culture Mm -hmm. in a lot of aspects, but when it comes to race and gender, that's not something that I think that we need to say, Oh, you're too soft. Get over it. Like we need to be very aware of it because, and, and Ben, you and I were talking yesterday and Look, there is a lot of things that Ben and I do, will never understand mm-hmm. that, that, Darren, experiences that you've had in your life. There's experiences that we will never go through that even your kids. Right. And at, it's as a result, right, and it's a byproduct of legitimate racism, legitimate laws that held certain races behind in the 70s. Or sixties, seventies, and eighties, yeah. right? Jim Crow law, yeah. And so, and so again, these are the byproducts, the repercussions of some terrible, terrible laws and terrible, really just hearts that people had right. in the past that we're dealing with today. And and I'll say this: I, I believe, and again, I'm not saying that that I have the same experiences, but I do believe we're in a vi- in a much better place today than we were. 20 30 40 years ago um but i just wanted to kick this off like this is this is a freelance conversation we don't Mm -hmm. have any structure we just want to have a very real honest transparent conversation about this
0: and i would i would say you know early on just in in having this conversation is that there are things that are said or things that are felt that are insensitive Mm -hmm. like just truly insensitive and a lot of that applies from the house like i i i've had instances of seeing where kids that are five years old, six years old, making statements at school, saying things at school. Well, mm-hmm. kids haven't thought about this. It's mm-hmm. come from the house. Mm-hmm. And it's because people, in, even when it's, you know, when you say things in a small private area, those things are going to come to light mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Someone else, it's like a bomb hits. It's, it, someone else is going to feel that repercussion if there's in, any instance, insensitivity. And that goes for black, white, Purple doesn't matter who you are. Mm -hmm. Whatever you say that you speak into existence at some point is going to be picked up by someone else. Mm -hmm. It's just the ways of the world, right? So exactly. So if you feel like you're, you know, if you can control your tongue, and this, you know, I'm going to go biblical on here, but controlling your tongue, man, is such a big part of stopping the insensitivities and understanding like just listen. sometimes the biggest thing that you could ever do for someone else that doesn't look like you, it's just listen to them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's a great point. And I think it's it's what we talked about a few weeks ago. when We were talking about the vaccine mandates. It's you come to these discussions with your personal experience in hand. Yeah. So whatever you personally experience, that's the lens that you see these discussions through. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, the racial discussion is always interesting because the way I grew up, is a little bit different than you might stereotype me as Mm -hmm. the way I grew up. So I grew up born in another country where I was the minority. My skin color was minority. Don't remember much living there, but then I moved to a city in West Texas where I don't have the statistical exact numbers, but anecdotally I would say it's 50% Hispanic. My middle school and high school were 50% 50 Hispanic, and the rest were white, black, minority Asian. Mm -hmm. And so for me, and then I go to college and I get into a locker room where, again – Large, large black community, mm. whites are the minority in the locker room, so i've always been in environments where it's just it hasn't been an issue right color of your skin does not matter just because it's so i I'm, I'm comfortable in with around people that are different than me mm-hmm. and so I never really considered race as an issue honestly until the last few years i mm. i i and, I, and, I, and I, was, I knew we were having this conversation, so i thought i I've, I've been thinking about the last few days do I can I think of a scenario that was legitimately racist growing up? And I really can't think of a, a scenario that I witnessed true racism. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's because the, 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 the background was so diverse. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so different than everybody. So there was, it, just, it was just normal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I grew up in an all-white neighborhood or an all-white community. Mm-hmm. And I thought of other people as being less because of the color. It, it just, was just normal. So it's just interesting for me coming about this, so I'm so naive, I guess is what I'm trying mm-hmm, to say. Mm-hmm. I'm so naive to this discussion because was, it's never was,
0: been an issue. For was me. race ever a topic within your own house? And again, look your background's a little different. I mean you, your, your, your background is your parents are missionaries right. and they, they were in Brazil or they've been you know they've understood yeah. and they've been trying to serve all these years. So was race ever a topic that never
2: I don't remember a specific topic where my parents had to tell me uh, talk to me about race. The conversation was always just about loving people, mm-hmm. it never centered around the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. It was just loving people in general. So I've always had this ingrained in my head that hey, you just treat everybody no- like the same, no matter how much money they have, no matter mm-hmm. what color their skin is. That's how. I, but but it was never a hey, you know, this this group is being treated a different way or that group's. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. It just never crossed i guess my parents mind to talk i don't know because mm-hmm. like i said the environment that i grew up in the environment they immersed themselves in mm-hmm. was so diverse that it just wasn't yeah. an issue
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: and it, so for me when i'm coming to these discussions i'm like blown away by the experiences you've had darren because i didn't yeah. i didn't have those experiences So it, the topic, it was just normal for me
0: yeah those are and it was normal for us to have race conversation within my house
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was just normal and those conversations that took place were my mother and my father who wasn't he wasn't always in a part of my life, but having discussions with them about what you can and what you can't do and how to act around, you know, authority figure or like a a police officers or whatnot and showing respect. And, you know, uh, my mother telling us at a young age, like, you got to be better than the white kid across the street, period. Mm. You got to be better. You got to work harder. You got to have a better education. And if it's even, it's an even one, two, like if it's a pick between getting a job and this, and you guys are even, you ain't, you're not getting a job. So you better do something that's even better than that. Mm. So she would always push us to have that mentality. And it's it. And it hasn't fallen far from the apple tree with me. I've taught my kids the same thing. Like you got to be better because people normally that are in authority are usually people of a different skin color than you, right? Than than my kids. Right. And, most people, and it's just innate, it doesn't matter. If we were in Nigeria, it'd be the, probably the same way. They're going to hire someone that looks like them. They want to yeah. be around people that looks sure. like them, right? So that's the, that's the reason that you have to, and we have to accept that as black people, understand, or brown people understand that those that are hiring are normally probably going to hire someone that looks like them. And, and, they, and that's where the comfortability is. So you, what is it that separates you from them, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's something that's been taught to me from a young
1: age, and something I've always said to say, be better. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. And this is just this as you're saying this, I'm not arguing with the truth, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm not arguing with the the validity of that statement because because I, I agree with you. I think that um, naturally humans, right? Like we gravitate towards people that are similar to us, absolutely. Like, personality, faith, Mm -hmm. whatever, think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like we just, we have these groups that people we connect with and I'm not saying it's, it's always physical, but like, I mean, think about your friend groups. It's like, Hey, we live in the same neighborhood and we do, we, you know, we enjoy the same things. So, but let me ask this. Do you feel like that language then creates resentment to the other side? And Mm -hmm. then is that, is that a form of racism,
0: yeah, no, I don't think so. I, I honestly I don't feel like I think it's look, I I'm a firm believer in black people or brown people understanding one thing. Stop mm-hmm. looking for fucking handouts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be tough language by your parents mm-hmm. at some point. Someone that loves you, truly loves you to say, "Hey, look. We're not looking for handouts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work my ass off to get what I want." See, it's it's the thing, it's the guys, it's the people that always say, "Well, you know, it's, you know, you even if you walk in a, a workplace and they choose someone else and it's, I'm the victim, like they mm-hmm. take this victim yeah. mentality. Dude, why have? If I'm a parent, I'm not gonna have this victim mentality. Yeah. You be better. Yeah. You work your ass off. You show up to yeah. class every single day and you figure out what it takes to get straight A's or whatever. If you have a goal in life and you don't want to be the victim, then you got to work a little harder. Yeah. And I don't think that's anything about racism. I think that's just that's that's a you know, a mindset yeah and you have to have that mindset
2: or if you don't you're gonna yeah. be a there, there's a dozen different places I can go but it's interesting as you hear say, so it's not that you're telling your kids and your mom told you hey you're gonna be behind you're always gonna be behind no she wasn't she was telling you hey be mindful that this is the reality yes yeah, so you're gonna have yeah, to work okay. that so there's a subtle difference there yeah. but it's a big difference yes yeah, in a the huge message difference. yes that hey you're behind and you're always going to be behind versus, hey, you're behind. You're going to have to work that much harder. That's right. I, yeah. I love that, that, that your yeah. mother, that's the message she taught you was you're just going to have to work that much yeah. harder. And
0: it's the same mother who's has my mother's being having a servant mentality mindset is she had two jobs, right? She worked in, 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 in corporate America in, in, in a time where it was heavy. Yeah. You know, the racism yes. was blatant. It was right yeah. in front of your face. Yeah. And what does she have to do to support her kids? She had to take it. Mm-hmm. She had to take it on the chin. And she also witnessed <clears throat> at the same time, like, there were some, you know, things weren't even. Things weren't level. So what, else, what does she want to do? I got to work even harder. Mm-hmm. I got to show. I can't miss a day. I got to catch the bus. I got to, because people back then didn't give a shit. She was late. You're fired. Mm-hmm. She couldn't be late. Because she had to put food on the table for her kids, right? So yeah. it was more.
2: Yeah. Give
0: me more. And it's, I thought it was the best lesson because I've seen my own friends whose parents, and you know, God bless them, and, and we're all different in our own ways and how we raise our kids, but I've sat, sat there and watched some of the people that I grew up with have this victim mentality, like they owe us yeah. something. No. People don't owe you shit. You go fucking get it. This is a country where you can go get yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And I think that's it. Right. Speaking the life that like, hey, you can go get it like yeah. they are no different than you. That's right. Be aware. And, and the reason I asked that right was is is I'll, I want to be conscious of of the fact that, OK, even the language that like, hey, you've got to be twice as good mm-hmm. just because they're innately. They think that they're better than you. Right. Right. And, and I want to be I want to be conscious of that language. I'm not saying it's not reality. I'm not saying that, hey, look. There are inherent things, in, and, and I would say, obviously, more as you were growing up and your mom definitely faced those mm-hmm. things, like, no doubt, um, but even, even today as you're talking to your kids, like, even the police thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you, here is the reality, right? Yes. Like, you be on point, you be respectful, you be this, like, don't be, don't be that guy, right, right. That, that creates a situation that doesn't need to happen, right. right? That's not a conversation that Ben and I's parents had to have with us, right? That's reality. But being also. Well, uh, I was going to say, my my parents did have the conversation. I think. Well, that's just decent. Like, that's just like, don't be be an a-hole. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. But it's not, but it wasn't the conversation of like, hey, listen, the police are going to be on hyper alert because of, because you're blonde hair and blue eyes. No, okay, but you did, tell me if I'm
0: wrong, your parents did have a conversation with you going over to certain areas, you tell me, and saying like, hey, you don't want to go over to that area after this time of day, right? hmm Did you get, your parents ever have those conversations? Maybe because you grew up in Abilene. Uh, I ben, mean, they there were, probably was no hoods. But again, well, we, we all know Ben never went out of the <laughs> house. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> that but there
2: was no hoods. It was just that there was like, everybody was, not everybody was the same. I'm not saying that, but I did not grow up with money. That's right. not, so it's not like I was in some rich neighborhood and they're like, hey, don't go to that neighborhood because right, you're going to get in trouble. They probably right. were they, like, they were hey. just like, <laughs> there was no conversation. Like, I yeah. don't know. it. I really don't remember that conversation ever happening. Hey, a don't conversation go to that to, side of town because of this or that. I've
0: had you know, one of my closest friends is you know dude, a I, white I guy was in the inner in,
2: city. I was born in Rio. Uh, my parents lived in Rio yeah. de Janeiro for ten years. The most dangerous cities on the 10 planet. Ten times worse dude. than New York City as yeah. far as crime. Yeah. My mom had my parents had their car stolen at gunpoint. Right. Growing up. Abilene, Texas is nothing good. There was never a conversation of, hey, don't go to that. We weren't scared of that. I mean, we, my parents had been in way worse. Yeah,
1: yeah, Fresno, we did. We absolutely did. There yeah. was no doubt. Because, like, there, there was a line where if you're out after dark. Where the Bulldogs were. The Bulldogs, the Asian yeah. gangs, yeah. the Nortanyas mm-hmm. like, whoever it was, like, there was a good chance if you looked a certain way, that you are going to be a target. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. So there was There's definitely a, that conversation. But that's a real conversation yeah. that your parents yes. probably had with yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah.
0: it's the same thing. Right, It's the same thing. It's, it's, it, may, it maybe applies in a different way, but I would rather have my parents or my mom or and, and be a parent that's just transparent with my yeah. kids. like. It's one thing I always say in my house, I would, I would rather be transparent with you and hurt your feelings in my house, in these walls, because when you walk out the door, life is not going to be yeah. such. It's not going to be honest with you. It's just going to take. It's yeah. just going to, it's just what it is. That's just life, right? I mean, people don't love you outside of these walls and they're going to treat you a certain way. So I would rather be the one that's just, that's informed you, that has informed you of what's out there. Yeah.
2: So where's the line for you? Do you think Tor, you're maybe going too far on that? being too careful, is there a line? This this is a genuine question. Is there a line where you're going – Yeah, I think it's a line when you're –
0: I think it's a line of – like you know like i be think scared it's just, of everybody
2: or, well, where, where,
0: where is this coming from like right what is the reason why we're having this conversation mm-hmm. that's 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 you know where is this coming from this yeah. is not something that's a negative conversation in a sense where i'm pointing the finger at everyone that's on the outside of it's their fault i'm again you guys have heard me on this show for a million times i always say it starts with me mm-hmm. or it starts with my kids It doesn't start with anybody else. People can say things about you. Who gives a damn? You know who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So it starts with me. And I feel like the same way when I'm at, when my my kids are, and I'm having these conversations with my kids, it is a total focus on self. Mm -hmm. How can you get better? How can you be the better person? Stop relying on everyone else to make you feel good on the outside or put you down on the outside. It starts with you on the inside Mm -hmm. and then you build upon that. But I'm not out here pointing the fingers like, well, that guy and this guy and, you know, you're going to have to do this and do that and blah, blah. No, no, it comes. I'm going to give you be transparent with you. This is how the world
1: is. Mm-hmm. Now, let's let's build you up to, to go out there and, and fight that war. All right. We're going to take a quick break from the episode and recognize an opportunity that we all have. It, if you are having a hard week or you just need some R&R. Here's what you got to do is you got to drive up 75 north, cross the Red River to Durant, Oklahoma, to Choctaw Casino and Resort. It is the best getaway that you can Mm. get if you're in the Dallas area by far. And guess what? If you're listening from somewhere outside of DFW, say you're in South Texas or you're in another state, which we've got some listeners uh, in other states, fly into Dallas, drive up. It is worth every penny. You don't have to go to Vegas anymore to have a world-class experience at a world-class resort and casino.
2: Yeah, we talk about the restaurants that are up there, those steakhouses. We talk about the concert venue. Uh, we, we had a conversation with Aaron Watson previously, and he talked about the, the intimacy. Every single seat in that concert venue is right on top. And there's not a bad seat in the house. There's not. And so these artists talk about it's one of the best places to play. And so go check check out your, yourself a concert, the spa, the, the brand-new expansion. I mean, it's just such a good time. To your point, Tyler, if you need a break, things are getting crazy, times are tough – Get up there, get up to Choctaw Casino Resort, have yourself a great time. We we experience it, we love it. Uh, they're doing great things in the community, can't say enough good things, and we're so grateful for their partnership. That's Choctaw Casino Resort, go check them out. Now back to the episode. I think yeah. So
1: you, you, you brought up a point, right? It, it talks about the parents. Yeah. It talks about the influence that that we as parents have upon our kids, and and what are you saying at home? What jokes are you saying? What mm-hmm. what shows are you watching? watching what you know? What are these things that, that you're doing? Like for example, so so my youngest daughter Sia, um, like. Tiffany, my wife loves the American girl dolls, mm-hmm. right? Because she only got one as a kid. Cause that's all she could ever afford. And that was like her favorite thing. And so like, she started with my oldest daughter, Gia, and then Sia. And so literally Sia at two years old, right. Got to go pick out her third birthday. She got to go pick out her first American girl doll. right? And so she picks a little Brown mm-hmm. baby. Right. Right. And then every time since they're all little, little Brown babies. babies right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, you said, like, why are we having this conversation is what made me think of this. Because I can't tell you how many times, because she takes the dolls everywhere with her. Right. And how many times, like, black women will come up and be like, that is amazing. Exactly. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's it's a matter of just speaking life into your kids. Yes. And, like, and, and, and what you say to them matters. Mm-hmm. Because here's the deal, is they're not born feeling Absolutely. a certain way. Absolutely. Like, that is, that is not and that is not inherent. It's, it is taught. It is, it is a characteristic that is taught through experience, through, um, conversation through all these things. Yeah. Right. And with, with our daughters, like she doesn't see, any, she literally like you could put them all there and like, she wouldn't know the difference. Right. Like, right. and so I'm not saying that like, Hey, I don't see skin color. I don't see this. Like the reality is though, is if you speak life, like That's our brother and our sister. Yes. Like it doesn't. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's That's it. It It stops like right there. And, and so again, it's just different. Like, okay. Hey, mommy looks different than, than daddy. And Rocco looks different than mommy. And it's like all these, but like, we're all family. Like ultimately we're all family. And if we take that perspective with our kids and we say, look, you love everybody, whether they look different, whether they've done you wrong, it doesn't matter. Like we love, that's our job. Mm -hmm. And, and, and as opposed to using divisive language, and I want to go back to that point, is there is a real ripple effect. Yep. We had Matt Osborne on from uh, New Friends, New Life and the men's advocacy group uh, early on. And, and one of the things that the men's advocacy group does is they go in and they talk to young boys, junior high and high school, about the language that they, that they use towards girls. Mm-hmm. Because it makes a difference. If you're talking in the locker room, and we've all been there, right? If you're talking in the locker room about disrespecting a girl Mm -hmm. or whatever you did and then not showing respect, somebody hears that. If a dad's talking about it, and a son hears it, right. what do you think he's going to think and what his perspective of women is going to be? And so that leads to, okay, hey, look, they're just an object. right? And they're just this. They are not a real person because now they are just there to serve me because of the language that I heard from someone that right. I look up to. Right. Happens in the locker room. So when you are, if you are saying anything that does not speak life into somebody— there is a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And it's and it has to do with race. It has to do with gender. It has to do with socioeconomic class. Has to do, I mean, there's so many levels that it if you're not saying I mean it's the basic freaking Bambi quote, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have anything good to say, don't, don't say, say it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It speaks to Tyler you what you're saying. It's up to the parents. And and you know, my parents never had conversations with me. It's just how I was raised. Mm-hmm. I was in scenarios. I was always in scenarios where people were different than me. My whole life. yeah, And so it never needed to be a talk. It was just, that's how we lived. We just lived around people that were different than us. Yeah. And so I think to your point, I've, I've said this before, that's what makes me a little nervous about my boys and growing up in the city that I'm growing up is most people look like us. Most people are in the same economic mm, status yeah. as us. They look like us. They act like us. They think like us. And to me, that scares me a little bit. Because what perspective are they ever going to gain if that's the only environment they ever live in? That's right. like, how many of us do that? Yeah, we stay in our little bubbles. Bubble. We stay around people with things like isol- us. Yeah, you right. isolate yourself. It's comfortable yeah. to yeah. do that. Yes. There's no, there's no, you're not rocking the boat at all. Yeah. And so if I just raise my boys in that environment, I never expose them to anybody different—white, yeah. black, green, whatever doesn't yeah. matter their color—but yeah. just people that think differently than yeah. me. Yeah. They're going to grow up a certain way. They're going to think a certain way, and they're never going to be challenged on those thoughts or yeah. those beliefs.
0: And I think that's why sports mean so it's, it, it, it's so strong as far as being in a locker room at any level, at any level. When you have a lock in high school and you're in a locker room experience or you have college or the pros or whatnot, I mean, you have no choice but to get to know each other. There is no isolationism. There is there's conversations that are going to be had that sometimes are very uncomfortable. There's times there's going to be fights and there's going to be arguments and you know, racism may have, be an issue, but you deal with those issues. And then you see how people act. And react mm-hmm. to certain things that have been said within the locker room, and if for somehow for some reason, in the locker rooms that i I've, I've been in, and I'm not speaking to every locker room, trust me I mean the ones that I've been in, it's just like there's an ultimate goal, mm-hmm. and when you have to go through these ups and downs throughout an entire season or an off season and you have all these things that you're dealing with, like a family, yeah somehow you come out on the, on, on the better end. Because mm-hmm. now, like Tyler said early on, there's a trust factor. I know with Troy, I know his heart. Like, yeah, he might have said something a little sideways to somebody else, but fuck, I know that dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I know his freaking heart. Mm-hmm. And I know he, he'll do whatever it takes for whomever it is, right? Yeah. So that's, that, it's just a trust issue that you have. And that's, you know, not having that experience And just being in your own little bubble, that's when you start to isolate yourself. You'll be around just your own color, whether you be black, white, brown. If you're just around your people yeah all the time you're gonna have certain
1: thoughts yes. well and that's what's you great about care. the locker room that i love and you mentioned that family aspect And one thing maybe not my family growing up like we didn't really talk about much mm-hmm. uh but like with tiffany uh and and our family like if there's an issue boom i'm gonna i'm gonna dress it head on right like i'm gonna call it out call attention to it and we're gonna discuss it and we're gonna move on same with the locker room somebody says something yeah. someone's like nobody's just like oh I can't believe he said that. I'm yeah. not going to say... Oh, no, it someone's yeah. going to call him out and be like, yeah. bro, nah, no, 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 That's... Yeah. We don't do that. Because immediately like the leaders, the good teams, and I'll mm-hmm. say I'm not saying every team because I think there's locker rooms that may let it go, yeah. but the great teams that I've been on, say no 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 no. That language is divisive. Right. That's not going to help us get to our goal. Whatever. If you're putting down a teammate or you're saying something about his girl, about his money, about yeah. his race, whatever it is, like that's not helping us achieve our goal. Mm-hmm. And that's the example that I think is it it would be great to bring into even the workplace because we're so scared in the workplace. Like if a, if a leadership person, you know, someone of, of authority within an organization says something like, Oh, I can't say anything. Cause I'm worried about, worried about losing my job. No, 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 no. Right. Bullshit. Hey, Mr. Vice president, like we, as a company, we're trying to get here. That's not helping us get here. Right. And I'm oh, You don't have to address it. Like I'm talking, but like, mm-hmm. Hey, pull them into an office, say, Hey, listen, I, I know you said that. I just want to call attention to it. I, I feel like that's not helping us. Mm-hmm come together as a culture yeah. it's not helping us like achieve the goals that you have set out for us right so uh just want to bring that bring that to your attention make your decision how you want to go from there right but uh, what if we had those conversations right what if we had those in the workplace yeah that
2: takes a lot of courage man that's that's a scary um what's the word uh that's a scary scenario to think about if it truly does depend on you having a paycheck or not yeah Right, And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're exactly it's, right. No, I'm just it's, saying it is, it it's scary. easy to sit here in this, it in is this circle to, to, and talk about this. And thankfully, I've always been in work environments where this hasn't been an issue, but I'm trying to think of people who have been in these issues, and mm-hmm. they're thinking about their babies at home. Yeah. yeah and yeah, if I speak yeah. up and, and but, I'm going to get fired, I'm going to lose my paycheck. when is change going to happen? That's what I'm saying. So it's,
1: it, it's, when it's, is change going to happen? It's, it's the NFL. Dude, let's, let's keep using that as an example. right? All these guys are are bitching about... You know, the pay, the salary caps, guaranteed contracts, COVID regulations now with Aaron Rodgers, all these things, right? But guess what? No one was willing to skip a paycheck to stand up for what they believed in because right. the paycheck was more important. Mm-hmm. And now the progress is slowed because nobody's – and I was through the lockout in 2010, mm-hmm. and I was I was not about to give up a paycheck because that was my first year in the league. Right. And I'm like, I don't do – sign whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I I just got to make my 275000 sure. this year, like – Let's, let's be good with it. Yeah. But like, at, from a perspective now that I'm looking at it, it's like, if you're not willing to sacrifice something, like, why would you ever expect change?
0: Said it, like, I, I think that's one of the big reasons why, you know, a lot of it, this, it was really divisive in the NFL and in, in pro sports in general was when players of all races stood up and said, look, you know, I, I know that Colin Kaepernick is one thing and all and. But there was a point in, 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 the, in the discussion where people stood up, and it wasn't against the flag. It was about brutality in the inner city. And there was a hard stance that was taken by a lot of black players there, right? So there was a passion behind that. And, why, and, the, and the passion started from, from just the thoughts of what was going on socially, right? Mm. Like they, they felt like a lot of them, black athletes or brown athletes – at that time felt like we needed to take a stance but the only way you force change is that you have to be disruptive mm. if you're not disruptive in any way if you if if, if it's not disruptive and it's the only way change is ever 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 happened mm. in this country is when like martin luther king he stood in march yeah they got beat and they but they marched and they were disruptive they they took down they took down block after block of block of walking and walking and they didn't go to work and they, they did all these things that were disruptive to the economy. And and then that forced people to look at it and go, Oh, okay. This is, this is a big ass deal. But if you're not disruptive, then things will not change. And you're speaking to that Tyler in in your own way of saying, even in the workplace, if you don't, if there's a a vice president that's saying something, if you're just going to sit on your fucking hands and do nothing about it, Nothing's going to change. Yeah. It yeah. has to be. And maybe it's Tyler going to go get Ben, Ben going to get John, and, and, and then stepping up and saying, hey, look, we're not going to have this.
2: Yeah. Well, to, to your point, change is disruptive no matter what scenario we're talking about. Yeah. Think about fitness. You've got to be disruptive to change there, ben, your body. Yeah, Absolutely. You ben yeah. bringing it back to fitness. <laughs> fitness yeah. You've got to be disruptive <laughs> yeah. to change yeah. your body, right? Any, any change is going to be disruptive. Any Absolutely. change. Yeah. It's just sometimes we're willing to accept. A little more disruption than other times right yeah, that's right
1: here's and depends here's on what side depends of the table. on, you're side on, depends yeah. on yeah. where
2: you're coming from that's right so <laughs>
1: let's let's go to the other side so and i no, hold on let What's me let side? me clarify the other side <laughs> let me clarify yeah, because i want to i want to make sure that that i'm i'm honest and transparent about where i stand right there's this 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 woke idea right yeah. and and Ultimately, and, and Tiffany asked me, like, she's like, what's woke? I was like, okay, well, first of all, have you been awake? All right, sit down uh, for 15 yeah. hours, let's <laughs> yeah. discuss. But, so, but I looked up the definition, right? And it's it's bringing awareness and, and fighting social injustice. Okay, that's great. Like, I'm all about that. The problem is, is that has been taken too far, right? This wokeness, right, and this woke culture has gone too far where now anything and everything that you say, if it offends me personally, and it's it's just something that I'm sensitive about, then you need to get canceled, right? This, is, this whole cancel culture deal is, is too much. We can have different beliefs as long, in my opinion, as long as it's not tearing someone else down. You know, if we talk about the COVID deal and we had this conversation, it's like, look, I believe that I have a choice and I do not believe that there is enough evidence out there that if I don't get vaccinated, that I'm putting anybody else at more risk than if I was vaccinated. That's my belief. And you know what? Like, I'm entitled to that. But woke culture has taken it too far to where now people that are in the moderates, which I would consider myself somewhere in that moderate category, Mm. like, we just are, we are silenced. Like, I don't want to say anything because I I don't want to offend this side. Mm. I don't want to offend this side. Like, I mean, to the point to where it's like, okay, well, if I tell you you're being racist, okay, now you're going to call me you know, something, because now I, I can't say anything to you. Like everybody, just your own, be your own individual, be this. No, 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 no. Like we, as a people, as a family, as brothers and sister, as a race, as a human race, right? Is we need to progress. We need to grow. We need to do all these things. And anything that is divisive in that nature, and you're intentionally tearing somebody down or unintentionally tearing somebody down. Okay. Let's call attention to it. But it doesn't have to be abrasive. It doesn't have to be uh, demeaning. It doesn't have to. I don't have to take your family's well-being, you know, meals off the table because mm-hmm. I'm going to cancel you. Like there's 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 that pendulum that is way too far mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and it and what it does is the that that small population that has swung too far on the pendulum has silenced the like the majority because we're just. It's like, dang, I just can't say anything. So yeah. I'm just, which, which silences them from doing the right thing. Sometimes yeah. it silences because, like, I don't want to speak up because, like, I don't want to get called out for, you know, not being woke or for for doing this. It's like, guys, yeah. like, you can't say shit anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you can't. You that's can. what's hard. I mean, so that's well, what you're talking you're about. It's somebody, it's, yeah. it's hard to stand up and say it's yes. like
2: it's complicated because we went through so long of being on this side, you know the yeah. pendulum was so far on this side for yeah. so long, and now we're trying to fix it in correct course, but maybe we have gone it's like it's like can we just find – There's not going to be balance, i'm man. curious i'm just, curious darren what's your what's your opinion on this woke i, don't woke, know, woke, man. I just because <laughs> i'm I'm more along with I, most of my thoughts uh, are along yeah. with Tyler's, but yeah. I'm curious what Darren. What I, you hey, look,
0: I, I think there's an understanding. Look, and I always say being woke for me was just being. You know, we just talked about it earlier. We just talked about it earlier. Like, mm-hmm. my mother was woke back then. Like,
2: yeah, that's true, and spoke
0: <laughs> wisdom to us. And it's the same thing. I don't have to take my shit outside of my home. Look, I got my own four kids. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta have to raise right. So yeah, I need to keep them awake mm-hmm. and an understanding of what the the real world is. Yeah. Like, have an understanding of that. Secondly, I mean, this whole, you know, deal right now, so, and, it, and it all, like, social media has just just thrown fire on this, right? Because so, everyone has a damn opinion. Mm-hmm. Everyone has an opinion. Why are we listening to all this bullshit? Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we're playing into to, to all these different things. St- Look, I feel like if, if there's something that you feel passionate about and it's something that, that really burns within you, then go for it. Whatever it is, right? If it's something that just burns in you, then go ahead and go for it. But then, you know, for us to be, you know, have all these thoughts and just, you know, say whatever the hell we want to say and make it demeaning and all that. I just, I'm not, I just, in my life right now, I just don't have time <laughs> yeah. for the bullshit. Like no. I don't even listen to half the stuff yep. that's going on yeah. right now. Right. Yeah. I'm so, I, right now I'm trying to do
1: me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to make a better me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Hearing all the peripheral stuff, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the and hard the hard part is, and just and I want to move on from this woke deal. The hard part is, is it's it's a double edged sword. Because if I identify or support the minority, right. whether it's the LGBTQ community or a, a, a certain particular race, if I support them, then I can be defi- divisive against the majority. It's like no. Like that doesn't give you a free pass to tear down someone else. And you're putting, you're, putting in, you're putting the majority into a small category that's really the minority that you're just labeling the majority. Yeah. What I'm saying is you're saying Ben and I fall into this category because we look a certain way and there's a, there's a small few that really are divisive that look like Ben and I mm-hmm. and, and believe a certain thing. And think that there's a, a class system, and people are better because of this, and better because they look that way, or they make this much money, or, they, or there's this job. But then, the woke culture is saying, oh, no, 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 you are just as bad as everybody else, because you don't support me and what I say. It's like, okay that you're doing exactly the same thing that you're fighting against. And that's what's like so frustrating because like the logic on the side is like, okay, so you are trying to stop divisiveness with being divisive. Like that doesn't make hmm. much sense to hmm. me. Yeah, what happened to love? That's what I'm saying. Back yeah, to I that point. Love, right. It's like back. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: complicated because it does go back to what you're saying, Darren on, on you have to be disruptive, And I think people take that. And maybe they turn that disruption to the extreme. Oh, it's been turned up, man. Right? It, it's been
0: like my son's. Saying, it turns. <laughs> it, it's, it's turned been up. It's turned up, man. But there's Judaism again. Is a- <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a five yeah. year old. But again, it starts like you know. There's been you know politically in this country for the last how many years now? It's just, it's been elevated. Everything's mm-hmm. been elevated. Well, because I mean, there's
2: incentive to be to to absolute, continue that division, exactly right. So it's just
0: there's in this division, and then now you've got all these different. You, I don't. I mean, there's 15 different groups right now that are out there, and they have their own stance or whatnot. And that's and it's because of what's taken place over the last six, seven years, right? It's just it is what it is, right? I don't have a problem with it, like because I don't give a damn. I don't even listen to half of it. Does it affect me? No. Does it Does it affect my kids? Uh, no, yes, or whatever. Then I'll, I'll figure it out. But man, if it doesn't start with love, like you just said, if there ain't, no, if, if it's not encompassing all which is love, then why listen to all the bullshit? Why listen to get on and listen to these podcasts or this the social media and listen to guys talk on Instagram where they're being divisive? I don't have time for the shit. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. I'm serious, man. If you want to hear negative shit, then tune in. No, right? I, I, I
2: yeah. get Period. it. I get it. You're definitely gonna be mentally healthier. By just not listening. However, I will say, and I'm the person that that I, I am more comfortable kind of sitting in the background. I'm not. I'm not the. I, I wasn't always like the class leader and the you know the safety patrol. I, I didn't. That wasn't always what I felt my role was. Right. And I say that to say, I understand the mentality of well, just don't pay attention to it. The problem is real. People are getting hurt by this movement. And yeah, you can just some people can but justify by movement? saying by. But real people are being quote unquote canceled when there is no legitimacy to them being like their lives are legitimately being ruined when they shouldn't be. And I get the other perspective saying, well, you know, our lives were ruined for whatever for however many years. So I get that. But what I'm saying is, you can't only have a head in head in the sand mentality. No, you can't because real lives are being affected. Okay, so let me ask you this. So, but but it goes back to what you're saying of personal excellence. Yes, take care of yourself and your family. That has if everybody does that, mm-hmm. that's how you invoke change. Because yeah, what's yeah. the goal? What's the true goal? The the true goal is not necessarily to reduce hurtful words. Right. The true goal is that we all see each other as the same, yeah. and we all have the equal opportunity, and we all are gonna, and we're all after the same. That's the ultimate goal. Some of us have taken that and gone off the crazy train this way. Others have taken that and put up at this wall and said, no, that that's not legitimate at all. We're all good. And, and, and the rest of us are in the middle somewhere just trying to figure this out. So I've, the ultimate I've, goal is to, is, uh, at least for me, I think this is the ultimate goal, is again that we're all just seeing each other as equals. Yeah. I want to take another quick break. And speaking of breaks, I want to take, thank our sponsor Sleep Number who gives you the best break <laughs> of every single day of your life, which is sleep. Mm. And what they're doing with their technology and their mattresses is second to none. They have taken the mattress game and put it on steroids. Yeah. They check your heart rate, your, your circadian rhythm. They're doing all these different things to test you while you're sleeping to make sure that it's custom and that every single night is the most restorative, restful sleep that you're ever going to get. It's
1: no accident that Sleep Number is the official sleep partner of the NFL. And because NFL athletes are at the top when it comes to recovery, when it comes to taking care of your body. And nothing is more important than sleep. We've talked about it on the show multiple times. Making sure you take care of your sleep. And there's a reason that Dak Prescott sleeps on one every single Mm -hmm. night. And there's a reason that his career has blossomed the way that it has. So make sure either you go online, sleepnumber.com, you go into a local store, they're going to walk you through it, you're going to experience the entire process of understanding what your sleep score is, or what your sleep number is, and then ultimately showing you how to achieve the highest sleep score, uh, because that's what's important, is how you actually sleep and how you recover, so that you can tackle the day with... everything that you have.
2: yeah, It's the VIP experience that we're all looking for. That's so right. at sleepnumber.com. Like Tyler said, go get yourself to a local store and get yourself that VIP experience. Now back to the episode.
0: How much does this really bother you though? Honestly? I mean, I'll ask you, Ben. how much does this really bother you though? This, 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 uh, woke movement or all these other, I mean, there's a ton of movements that are out there, right? How much is it really to, to your bottom line? Mm-hmm. How much does it really bother you?
2: It bothers me when it starts seeping into things and entities that have control over my life like the government. That's okay. when it starts to bother me. When when policies are starting to be made and things are starting to change, corporations are starting to make decisions based on things that I disagree it, but with. But does it? Okay. So today where I sit, today where I sit, well actually I mean I guess, you know, I guess it's starting to affect my daily life, but I right. guess today where I sit I could just turn it all off. And my life would probably be okay. But I'm not sure if that's what I I'm, I'm, need to be doing. I don't right. know if I need to just be shutting everything out. Right. I need to be raising my boys mm-hmm. the way that I believe that, that, that society needs to be headed. Right. And I think I need to be vocal about that so that to, it encourages other people to think the same thing. Right. Right. Now, you could completely disagree with me and have different thoughts than me. And you're going to raise your kids to think that way that you're mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, and so you're right. And you said it a second ago, maybe there is never going to be a balance here. I don't know. There's never going to be. I we're mean, never going to get if to this if, utopia. If people,
0: if, listen, all our audiences out there, if you look at things that, that has to be fair in life, life is not fair. Period. Yeah. Period. That, is that woke? Shit ain't going to be fair. Like someone's gonna get something that you just can't get. Period. Is this that's,
2: that's anti woke? Actually, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just,
0: that's the fucking reality. You're, right? you're spitting
2: in the face of the world. Actually, it's <laughs> that's the
0: reality. Life is not fair. Yeah. Stop worrying about all the other bullshit. And, and, and we talk politics all the time. Well, you know, now the politics are this way, and then and, you know, it's like it's cyclical, man. Every four or five, eight years, whatever it is, whoever's in office, shit may affect you differently. It might hit your pocketbook a little differently. Things are gonna happen, this, this is how the world goes. It's 52 years of, in my life, man, I've seen whoever's in office, shits. people are gonna be divided in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Period, yeah. period. Stop worrying about all the bull, ancillary shit. How does it affect me? And if it affects me like you, I, 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 I totally agree. If it affects you in a way to where, oh damn it, I gotta take a stance, then take that stance. Mm-hmm. It's okay, I mean, yeah. that's that's on you to take that stance, but don't look at me and think that I'm going to take the same stance as you, yeah, because exactly. I'm looking at my own
1: bottom line. That's it, you know? that I mean, that's that's it. It's like, look, if it affects you and it affects your family, and, and I, I am motivated to make it, but don't hold anybody else to that yeah, same the hell yeah, because you have exactly. no idea how that affects them that's or right. how that internally hits them. I mean, I, I, I totally agree, and that's and that's and that's what's unfortunate. It's like, well, what do you mean you aren't coming to march about this, or what right. do you mean you aren't going to go do this? It's like, listen, like. Look, I'm all about I'm all about social making sure that like social injustice is eradicated. Like right. I'm all about that, but at the same time, like I've got I've got some other things that that I've got to do, and right. I don't think that it's the best thing to bring my kids down and go go I, protest it, or do exactly. That. Look, I'm but I will support it, and I will not put up with like well, it, social injustice. It, it right, but, some
2: more about how are you raising your kids at home, right? Yeah. That's 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 the best thing. No, you you know what it speaks to? That's the best thing. It doesn't speak
0: to just raising your kids. It speaks to what you're doing in, 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 in your cause, right? Whatever it is, right? The the problem I have is, is that you hear all these people that have all these movements. There's a ton of movements, but they do it from their fucking phones. Yeah. They ain't out there. I'm fucking South Dallas Mm -hmm. serving kids. Mm -hmm. I did a damn golf uh, tournament yesterday For 75 kids right all day trying to raise money trying to raise funds for them to have ipads for them to have uh, breakfast in the morning like go do something yes stop and we sit here and, and bitch and we complain and we hide behind our our damn phones and all this
1: but we don't go out and fucking serve thank you like serve give thank you that's it That's it. We want to go March. We want to post something. We want to do things, but then you don't do anything to actually go make a change. Thank you for saying that Darren. So I got a question here is at what point, right? Do we, someone does something. I'm thinking, uh, John Gruden here says, or does things in the past.
0: And you go back after,
1: them. and you go way wow. back, yeah. and you attack them no. for past ingressions. I look, I look, I, 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 uh, di, wait, past, discretions, yeah. discretions, discretions. Yeah, that's a that discretion. Yeah.
0: yeah, discretions. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look it up. Later wait, I, here's here's my first thought about, and, and I've known Coach Gruden for for a long time, right? My first thoughts about this was they went back to what 2013? It's like 11, 2011, right? I'll just be honest to my huh. listeners right here, that, that those that are listening to you guys. You know, the first thing I did mm-hmm. is I, I went back into my email mm-hmm. and thought, well, what the hell have I said <laughs> over those years? Yep. I, I'm just being honest. Yeah. right? Like, morally, because things, the moral compass back in 11 yeah. is a little different than what it is in mm-hmm. 2021, right? Yeah. So I had to go back into my own bullshit and go, mm-hmm. holy cow, was I talking this way? Like, I mean, stop pointing at John Gruden. Yeah. Stop pointing at everybody else. Yeah.
1: Point back at self and go, what the hell did I do? Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr said it. He goes, hey, look, I think if anybody went back 10 years in text messages and email, we'd all get a little yes. bit better. Yes. Mm-hmm. The things that like we say within our community and then him, you know, as they're going through an investigation on someone else, him getting brought into this. Now it it would be to to the, this would be the example that I would put the John Gruden deal. Let's just say in college, someone took steroids, Mm -hmm. right now they're 10 years into the NFL. Would they deserve if it came out that he took steroids in college? Should he get cut from his current job? Right. He did. He had, he had a mistake in college. He did something stupid in college. Should he then get cut, you know, in his 10th year in the NFL? I mean, would anybody yeah. think that that's, that's fair? No. That's not happening. No. it's not happening. No. no. Like, it, it, so people make mistakes. And if anybody out there is listening and is like, it doesn't think that they've made mistakes, that they were perfect 10 years ago, that they were perfect 20 years ago. Anybody that thinks that, look yourself in the mirror That person in front of you is a liar. If that's truly what you think, because nobody is perfect. Nobody, Mm -hmm. nobody on this planet today is perfect. So stop holding other people to a standard that you can't even live to. We all want to be better. Yes. We all want to hold each other to a higher standard, but if somebody made a mistake, show some grace. Now, if John Gruden had done that while working for the Oakland Raiders and to this team and he had said something okay look that's a different conversation right like that is that is completely different right hold him accountable 100 percent. but then to go back when he worked for another job and taking these contacts between buddies that look are they look i'm not i'm not condoning what was said i'm not saying that was okay right so let's be clear about that but but then to take this job away from him That's the no, cancel culture. But I think, I think what does speak to this,
0: and again, John's a good friend uh, and has been for, for a long time. What does speak to that is what we spoke on earlier. It's like, you know, those things that are coming out of your mouth, those things that you're writing down, those things that are being said, mm-hmm. hey, that's, that's the concussion. That's that concussion bomb because he's not just having that conversation. I'm just being real here. Yeah. Like, he's just not having those conversations over emails. He's kind of dropped that bomb now. That's probably conversations that would have been taking place in his house as yeah. well with his kids around. Yeah, yeah. If, you're so it, if you're
2: comfortable you're writing said, it, man If you're comfortable writing it, saying. you're probably more comfortable yes. saying it yes.
0: in within your own sanctuary, right? Yeah. So that's where we go back and start, hey man, if we really want to force change, it starts in with our house, own book. Yeah. what's
1: coming out of our mouth within our own house. And you that's know? your mom saying what reality is as parents. Yes, like really. here is the reality. Like What you say will be, is it fair all the time? No, No, it's it's not not fair all the time. time. But what you tweet 10 years ago can affect you today. The reality is that's what it is. Be aware of it and recognize, look, you've got to be above reproach. Like you cannot give somebody an opportunity to tear you down because the reality is that's what people are trying to do. People Mm -hmm. are trying to get theirs by tearing you down.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Every story you tell about your mom and my respect for her just. Continues to increase. I think it. it it's I think unbelievable it was. Yeah, how she was. But I'll
0: say this: she, she was alone. Like you know, there's times right now. My wife Tiffany and I, we have Judea, and it's a lot easier to raise my my son based on the fact that there's two voices. Mm-hmm. And when I'm when I'm down or I'm having that bad day and I'm you know about to go in on him, my wife jumps in. She says, "Hey, calm down. check I got him. You know, yeah, I'll deal with it." She, checks and balances. It's checks and balances, right? She didn't have the checks and balances. No, yeah. it, and didn't have the time to deal with a lot of bs so it was black and white here it is mm-hmm. she wasn't perfect at all yeah but i had a real firm understanding of she what the real world was i just
1: i can't even imagine that honestly like i yeah. like last night like my daughter's getting baptized here in a couple weeks and so she's like writing her testimony and, mm-hmm. and doing all that and like if i didn't have tiffany like that's me sitting down and writing that with her mm-hmm. tiffany helped her write it out while I went to the gym and worked out right. and like I got to finish some work. When I, I mean, I just think I can't even imagine yeah. raising that many kids by yourself and working and doing all the things. It's just like, I don't know. I just imagine being on the echo bike for 24 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. <laughs> right. You just yeah.
2: never get a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as we close this out, what are, what are, what are y'all's final thoughts? Encouragement? What, what do y'all, how do y'all want to wrap this up?
0: I would say love yourself, man. And we always say this all the time is about it starts with you. If you want to force change, whether it be disruptive or whatnot, it starts with you. But it should start with love. That should be the foundation of where you start this from. And don't be an isolationist sitting behind the door by yourself on social media, you know, screaming at people. Get out. Get to know other folks that look totally different than you, mm-hmm. and serve others, mm-hmm. and you'll have a totally different perspective.
2: That's what I was going to say. Is is this? I feel like every time we have this discussion, we can't have it enough. The discussion of serving others, it always challenges me personally. I always think, "Well, I haven't done enough in my mm-hmm. community." You know, I can sit here and talk about all these changes we need to make and all these things we need to do, but the reality is, I haven't been serving enough. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, it's it's the personal challenge of. Yeah, starts with your home and, and taking care of yourself and your family. But at the same time, like you said, Darren, get off social media, get out in your community and serve people. You know what I, I, I actually heard you. have real conversations yeah. and real effect on people.
0: Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not just look, you know, yeah. When my five, foundation C5 love a check. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. We would love a check. But it's even it means even more when volunteers come in and they see these 13, 14, 15-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. And they actually spend time and pour into them. And then it's like, holy cow, like I can, I'm touching and feeling a young man or a woman that is, or a young kid that's going to grow up. Yeah. And I'm going to have a positive influence on it. That is so. That to me, that's inspiring. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I can actually see them grow through that process, it's that, it's that mm-hmm. disruption you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Writing a check is great, and that, that can disrupt you yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. Especially if you write more, which is good, than I'm What not you're normally comfortable that. with. Yeah, yeah. But mm. disrupting your, your comfort, your comfort, yes. and getting out there and actually getting your elbows dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler, what we'll about you? Yeah. So,
1: so, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is this is Tiffany's favorite thing is it, be a light. Yeah. Right, be a light in this world. Don't be the darkness that tears somebody down. Speak life into people. And, I, and I'm going to just read a verse just because I, I think it's, I think it's so true. Uh, so it's Matthew uh, 14 and 15. Uh, it's you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand. but it gives light to all those that are in the house. Be a light, be contagious, be the person that lights up a room when you walk in, because you are going no. in and you are loving people. You are lifting people up. Like don't, don't give in to excuses. Yep. Don't give in to divisiveness. Don't give in to tearing people down. Like be a light. And and here's here's what's crazy about that is think about everybody in your life that like when you walk into a room, they just kind of light it up. Mm-hmm. Like what what is common between all those people, right? They bring people together. It ultimately leads to a much more enjoyable, better life. Yeah, it does, man gosh brother you just hit I me mean, those yeah. are the people
0: that you want i to be you be you like want that. to be around and you want to be around and you want to
1: be around and you want to have community with be a light man don't be don't be the, the 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 darkness that's in a room be someone that gives off light love it what's your thoughts man i just gave you my thoughts
0: no, give it, you have more
2: I got more? You got yeah, more, bro. You, you can give us, give us like more, two or three just really give us solid yeah, close, just, that would be great. You have like one or two in your back <laughs> pocket. That, oh, yeah, I, know, we just, I know. The expectations are there. I, we day. went out of order today. You went, then I went, and then Tyler went. Yeah, yeah, that we usually is the opposite, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. It, usually it's Darren goes and Tyler goes, and then we just end it, and nobody asks me what I think. <laughs> that's a good point. That, that's usually how it yeah. goes. So, uh, Hopefully this conversation yeah. day sparked something in you. Hopefully it, it encouraged you to have these conversations with those that are around you. If it did that, man, share this podcast. Share this episode. This is what we. This is our goal here: is to spark these conver- these hard conversations, but necessary ones, and that hopefully that it can inspire you to change and enact and, and start encouraging those around you. So if this yeah. if this episode did something for you, please give us a share. Uh, Instagram, we're at Darren Woodson Show. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, we're at the Darren Woodson Show. Those are our two main platforms. So please share this stuff. That's how this grows. That's how you guys can help us. Yeah. We appreciate you so much. Uh, yeah. Hopefully you're enjoying this new schedule as yeah. well. I know yeah. you're listening to us on a Thursday. Um, So we appreciate you guys, and we will see you next week.